Hey guys, I'm Kayla. And I'm Mallory. And you're listening to What's the Buzz podcast. Here we believe that your vibe attracts your tribe and that your hive is your home, wherever it may be. On this podcast, we dive into the pieces that make up our hive and our tribe. Topics such as life as a stylist, business tactics, and how to handle the shitstorm life throws at you. Come join us on this wild journey that we're still trying to figure out. We hope you laugh along with us. Or or at at us. us. Here we go. All right, let's do the damn thing. (laughs) Hey guys, welcome to episode number seven. Woohoo! We are just flying by. Yeah, and with the New Year's coming up real fast, like in a couple days. Yeah, because we're recording this on the Sunday before New Year's, so literally like two days. Yeah. Um, so we wanted to talk a little bit about um, New Year's resolutions and all of that. But first, how was your Christmas? My Christmas was really good. Yeah. Um, my family is all here in the Willamette Valley of Oregon. And so I don't have to travel too far or anything. Like I'm one of the lucky few that don't have to fly anywhere for Christmas because I can imagine how crazy that probably is. Yeah. So I'm really glad I don't have to do that. Um, and so like Christmas Eve, we spent with Ryan's family, um, his brother and wife and their son, and we did presents and stuff with them. And then my parents came over Christmas morning. We do like a big breakfast and mimosas and with Ryan's family. No, like oh. just my parents. Oh, Cause gotcha. he, yeah, he does Christmas morning with his family. Yeah. I do it with mine. And then Christmas day, um, I went up with my parents to Portland, oh, Oregon to do Christmas with all my cousins and everything. And it's really fun. Cause, um, all my cousins on my dad's side, they're all around my age. Like That's the, so nice. The biggest age gap, I think, from the cousins is maybe like five or six years. Um, and so the youngest, she just is in her first year of college now. And so it's really cool because we've all been really, really close. Like we grew up having sleepovers at grandma's house when we were like in elementary and middle school. And we went to everyone's graduations. And one of my cousins is like I'm really close to and she's my roommate for a year. And so it's really nice when we all get to get together. Yeah. Um, because we have a lot of things in common and it's just really easy to and fun to hang out. So like our family gatherings last for hours. Like we'll be there for like eight hours, like all day, That's just hanging so out, fun. which is so much fun. Um, so it was really good. How was yours? It was good. Um, well, we did Christmas Eve with Hans's family. Oh yeah, because this was your first Christmas as, as a married, married couple. I know. Aww. So fun. Um, everyone was like, any ex. So we got engaged on Christmas Eve last oh, yeah. year. And oh, so everyone was like, no. so any announcements this year? And we're like, no. Oh my god, No announcements. You're like, nothing to report. Yeah, it was really funny. Um, but it was good. Um, he has six sisters. They're all adopted from yeah. Ethiopia. And um, we're around just adopted, I guess. And uh, so I love being at his house because it's like crazy. And <laughs> there's like so many conversations going on at once. And they're all like the youngest is 16 and the oldest is in her 30s. So there's like just people everywhere and family and friends. It's fun. Um, so we had a good time there. And then Christmas was he had to work. Um, mm-hmm. And so I went up to my parents' house and they live um, in a really small town called Lacombe. It's a really small town in Oregon. It has a store oh and an gosh. elementary school. And that's like and a post office. <laughs> yeah. So we went up there, um, or I went up there and met my sister and her boyfriend. And it was fun. It was just really low key. Mm-hmm. My grandma is dating somebody new. Oh my God, cute. I know. So he, he, she brought him and he was really funny. So we all just had a good time. That's cute. Yeah. It was very low key. Loved it. Nice. 
I feel like the older I get, the more I'm okay with Loki. I know. Holidays. I'm like, I really don't want anything but socks. <laughs> Honestly. Just that or like pay for one of my bills. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Can I just have cash? <laughs> do you want to pay? Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Literally. I'm like, I don't, my mom's like, what do you want for Christmas? And I'm like, I really don't, we have such a small house. So I'm yeah. Like, I don't want need anything. Yeah. You don't have a space for it. No. And I'm like, yeah, pay one of my bills. That sounds yeah. nice. My, my birthday is coming up and I'm asking for like new pots. <laughs> you kid. know when you're old, it's when you start asking for practical things. I you know, need. like kitchenware. Yeah. Because I only have one that I use and it's just one size. So I was like, you know, I could really use like nice pots. Yeah. The um, Pioneer Woman ones uh-huh. are so cute. You should look at them. Okay. Um, they're so cute. They have like floral oh, on cute. them. And my sister actually got some of her utensils for Christmas. Cute. And they're like blue, like a really pretty, like almost like a Tiffany kind of blue. Uh-huh. Um, and they have like floral and like the knives have floral. Wow. They're so cute. So that's cute. You should look into Pioneer Woman. <laughs> Turning 25 and I want pots for my birthday. <laughs> look at me go. <laughs> I think it's awesome. Yep. Um, but what are your New Year's resolutions? Okay, so 2019, I will be starting the year off freshly 25, and it is going to be the year of financial stability. I make pretty good money as a hairstylist, and yet somehow it just all disappears, (laughs) and I will be the first to tell you that I'm a spender. Um, I don't budget very well. Like, I have more than enough to cover bills, and then that extra money I'm like oh fun money and I go to California a lot and I just I am not as bad as I used to be but I still have no idea where my money goes so I am going to really just like buckle down I downloaded the mint app um it's by Intuit that also do um TurboTax Mm -hmm. and so they have an app that you can link your bank account with and it will actually like categorize all of your spending into budgets for you so it can look at like grocery stores like Target, um, Safeway Fred Meyer, and it'll say, oh, you spent this much on groceries. Mm -hmm. And so it kind of just automatically does it. And then it'll like send you reminders of like, hey, this bill is coming up and I'm just going to be like super on top of it this year. Like I really want to start saving and like putting a lot of money away. Um, As a hairstylist, you don't really get a 401k or a retirement fund because you're kind of on your own. You're you're your own boss pretty much. Um, And so I'm actually meeting with someone at Edward Jones uh, tomorrow to set up a retirement fund and like start putting money away that can accrue interest and so I can just like set myself up for success in the future um because I don't want to be 30 and then be like oh my gosh I have nothing put away for myself for later on so better late than never I could have started a couple years ago but at least I'm starting now so did you say you don't want to be 30 and have well, like start think start it at thirty. Oh, yeah. yeah, I'm at twenty, almost twenty eight, and I have not saved for. You know, it's so. never too late. I'll let you know how it goes. My husband has been saving for so long and has such a good retirement, and I'm like, so you're gonna share that with me? <laughs> yeah, like we're married now. Do I get any of it? <laughs> I know Ryan is so good with his money. Yeah, like he. Same has he's even has like investments like he is a saver like he's really good about it and I am just the opposite so it's nice that I have him to like help me like he's really good about like wanting me to be a good saver and like is gets on my case about it which is what I need like mm-hmm. I need people to remind me because otherwise I'll just forget and not think about it so I'm going to save this year I want to see if I can save 10,000 next year that's like my goal so have you broken that down not yet <laughs> But I know that I probably can. 
Um, that's because that's less than a thousand a month to yeah. save. So, um, and then I also am going to get my mental and physical health under control because I've had a lot of like physical health stuff going on lately, and like my anxiety has been really kicking up lately. So, I'm gonna get that under control. No more mac and cheese. Oh my god, I know. <laughs> I'm already like cutting back on dairy because I used to be lactose intolerant and it's kind of like creeping its way back up again and so I've been cutting back on the dairy I haven't had caffeine in over a I know month. I noticed you got tea and I was like who are you Mallory yeah because I've been so anxious lately and I've noticed like when I have caffeine it just makes it even worse so yeah. I've been cutting caffeine out I'm like an entirely different person <laughs> and then you guys are, are gonna hear later on in this episode that I also have a goal of getting super fit for Hawaii when Ryan and I go with his family in November so but that's kind of like a me and Ryan goal yeah. We're going to get, like, super buff and healthy and, like, look our best bods yeah. in Hawaii. Yeah. yeah. Do you have any goals? Um, I don't know. People keep asking me, and I feel like in the past I have just failed at all of them. <laughs> yeah. And so, for me, it's like I don't want to set goals, mm-hmm. but I know goals are good. So, I'm going to, even though I don't want to, <laughs> because I do want to, like, try to make it to the, the end of the year. Yeah. But, um... I have like my uh, couple, like my own little lash business. I am an educator, mm-hmm. and so I really want to hit the ground running with that, and like start going into beauty schools and getting people in, and possibly starting my own business with that versus going through Bella Lash, uh-huh. like your own education. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm basically just being able to have people certified under Stay Lashy mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah, that'd be really um, cool. And having products that I love and mm-hmm. I use that are that I would want to share with people so you would get a kit from different brands. Uh-huh. Um there's another lady that kind of does the same thing um and I just love that. Uh and so that's something I was thinking about and then We've been trying to buy a house for a couple years now, (laughs) so it's still our goal. Um, We just joined our bank accounts, and so we're trying to live off one income, Mm -hmm. and my income goes straight into savings. Nice. So already it's been two months, and it's crazy to see how How much much we've saved just by living off of one income. And we are blessed, and we can do that, Um, but... We just realized, like, we want to have a family. We mm-hmm. want to start a family soon, but we don't. We live in a one bedroom house. Yeah. You, and you need bigger space. The market right now is just so terrible. So yeah. we're just like trying to save, trying to save. But then we're also, like you said, we're kind of bad at saving because yeah. I'm like, oh, I really want that sleeve tattoo that might cost $600, but it's okay. We could afford it this month. <laughs> I've got the money. <laughs> And I'm like, Ugh. it's okay. We can hold each other accountable for trying to save. I'm like, as long as I'm, I'm going to try not to drink like Starbucks as yeah. much unless someone gives me a gift card. So if my birthday's coming up, if you want to give me a Starbucks yeah. gift card, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like not Just, spending it on like, mm-hmm. like things you don't need. Yeah. Like I can get coffee at home. I can totally. make my breakfast. Um, another thing that I really want to start doing is I'm not a cooker. I don't cook dinner. Hans <laughs> cooks dinner. I'm, I'm with you. And I made dinner two times in a row with my Instapot. And it was phenomenal and it was so good. And Hans was like, Kayla, this is so good. Aww. And I was like, <gasps> You're like, I oh made my that. God, I did this. <laughs> and so then I had lunch the next two days yeah, and dinner awesome. when he was at work. So I'm really going to try to do that more. I yeah. think that's like my biggest one. Um, it's awesome. just like not eating out and cooking more. Mm-hmm. I was listening to Rachel Hollis's um, Rise podcast and she her most recent one she talks about 
her like if she achieved her goals for 2018 yeah. and what she wants to do for 2019 and what she did is she has a journal and she wrote at the very beginning like the very first page a list of 10 things that she wanted to accomplish in yes. 2018 and then in this episode she read went back read back through that list and talked about if she achieved it or not and she was amazed at what how much more she did than what yeah. she said she wanted to and so I feel like that'd be a really good way for both yeah. of us and for like everybody out there listening is to just have a journal or a piece of paper that you can put somewhere that you're always going to see you're always going to find and write down it doesn't have to be 10 but just like five Some things a- that you're that are attainable you yeah. know um, things that you want to get done in 2019 in the next year um, and then so you can be able to go back and look and see yeah. if you did it or to see if you even like went way past yeah. doing that too you just gave me such a good idea um so I also am a really bad like planner with my time mm-hmm. and as Mallory probably knows I, <laughs> I'm like oh shit I'm not supposed to, I was like we're supposed to record a couple of times ago and I was like wait do you say Saturday or Sunday oh wait I can't do it before this time oh wait yes I can like I'm just so bad with my time yeah. And so I was looking for a planner and my secret Santa, Corinne, actually got me a planner. See, perfect. And so I already have like my whole week of the first week of January planned out. Perfect. And I, you just gave me an idea to put my goals in yeah. every month because there's like a note page yeah. right in the beginning of every put your month. Goals there. And so I think I'm going to write my goals down every month so that every month I'm reminded mm-hmm. of what my goals are. Yeah, exactly. I love that. Perfect. See, we've even got a plan going. Love you. Um, But we want to hear what your guys' New Year's resolutions are. So if you have ideas already, go ahead and like slide into our DMs and let us know what they are. We can help keep each other accountable for them. Um, You'll hear on this episode our interviewee, uh, Echo Taylor. She talks about having a tribe and how they can help keep you accountable and pick you up when you are down. so let us know so we can all keep each other accountable. Something I just also thought about. Now you're like, now I'm like, oh, all these things I want to do for 2019. Um, I really want to get us a Instagram. So stay yeah. tuned because this mm. whole podcast, I've been thinking about how we need an Instagram for yeah. what's the buzz. So perfect. I love it. Instagram coming soon. Coming soon. All right, guys, so this is episode seven, um, and we are kind of switching up our interviewee this time. We're stepping outside of the Honeycomb crew, and today we're interviewing Echo Taylor. Hello. She is the personal trainer that Kayla and I have been seeing and talked about a little bit already on our previous podcast. Um, Echo, I'm going to let you just kind of introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about you. So I own Boss Studio, which is located here in Corvallis, downtown with the honeycomb gals in the same area and i also own boss fitness which is my online business where i coach people in healthy lifestyles all over the place so beyond corvallis and i've been doing that as a trainer for about nine years now so awesome getting up there yeah Yeah. so i coach everything from fitness and life coaching and nutrition coaching that's awesome Um, Well, we're super excited to have you here. Um, And so you said you've been a coach for nine years, but Mm -hmm. how long has fitness like truly been a part of your lifestyle? So I grew up an athlete and I didn't realize that fitness was a part of that. But then I think a lot of women, especially that I work with and friends of mine deal with, you kind of get out of high school or you get out of 
dance or cheer or basketball and all of a sudden you can't like walk uphill without being out of breath and you're like, what the hell did I do to myself? I don't know what to do. So I was coaching gymnastics and I stayed very active with that. But then I realized that there was a reason my mom was working out all the time growing up and it's because you really have to work it to kind of make your body feel good. Um, And so I was going to school to be a teacher and realized quickly I didn't want to do that. And somebody was like, well, hey, you like being active, you like motivating people, you like teaching people. Have you thought about doing that with fitness? And so the more I got into working out, the more I looked into getting my certifications and I hit the ground running, got my national certs and started training people. So so it's been since I was younger that fitness was something that I did and then it really kind of took over when I started to realize I had to take care of myself somehow. So about 19, so (laughs) I'm 30, so (laughs) a while now. A while. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Um, This is a very like specific fitness question and I think a lot of people want to know this. Yes. Um, First of all, what is a fad diet? And secondly, why don't you think they work? So in my definition, a fad diet would be anything that has a specific set rules and regulations and restrictions that you should follow in order to, most of them are based on losing weight. So not all of them are based on kind of changing your body composition, which would be how much lean mass to fat mass you have. So most of them are geared towards just watching that scale drop. Um... And that's kind of why they don't work as well. So anytime you give yourself very specific rules for your food and you're tying a lot of negative connotations towards certain foods, that's when you're not supposed to have carbs. So you're going to find yourself huddled in your pantry with a bag of Juanita's tortilla chips <laughs> when you get real hungry. And then you've blown it and you have to start all over again. And because all of your goals and your self-worth is kind of tied to watching that scale drop with a very specific set restrictions that you're trying to uh, wrap your head around and they're just not sustainable Mm -hmm. and they don't really teach a person to just fully embrace wanting to fuel their body and nourish their body they kind of give you things to look at as negatives Mm -hmm. instead of learning what good things you can do for your body with food Uh, and you burn out real quick so I have tried every fad diet most of my clients have tried (laughs) every fad diet and none of them are sustainable and none of them work long term so like to that they are they're awful <laughs> they're yeah. terrible yes um so what does your I mean because we see you right so we know what your personal training look, looks like but for someone who might be interested or looking for a personal trainer what can they get out of you in your sessions so the biggest thing that I try to impress upon my clients is that fitness and nutrition and self-care is all part of a lifestyle. So if it is over-restrictive or if it's causing you more stress in your life, it's going to be completely counterproductive. So I like to help my clients find a way to make fitness and their workouts work into their goals, but also the amount of time they have in their life and when they can get their workouts in Um, and same with nutrition like it has to be realistic to Mm -hmm. where I want to help them learn what good things are in their food and first focus on putting good in as opposed to having rules that they cannot eat or things like that Um, and it just makes it more sustainable Mm -hmm. and at the root of all that I really focus on 
this should all be something that helps your mental health because if your mental health and your stress is off, none of your physical goals are going to come into alignment. Mm-hmm. So uh, my coaching really revolves around building full programming around your life so that you can do the fun shit in your life you like to do. Mm-hmm. So you can go hiking, so you can run with your dogs, you can play with your nieces and nephews. Um, and then everything else, the like great glutes and awesome shoulders is just a <laughs> byproduct of all that. So it's a bonus. It's bonus. a bonus. Yep. So just a full holistic program, but that really takes the person into consideration. So yeah, that's the important part. So if someone is not from this area, um, or is looking for a personal trainer, what are some good tips that you would say to help them find one? So I did a whole podcast over this, but I'll give you some of my favorite tips from that Uh, and the first one is if you can search this person out or the person you're considering you're probably already following following them on Instagram or on social media or you've heard of them kind of scope them out to make sure what they train people for or what their lifestyle is like is conducive to what you're trying to achieve so an example of this would be I don't coach bikini competitors anymore or physique competitors Uh, because that's not the type of lifestyle that I want to instill in my clients. That's not what I deem to be the healthiest holistic lifestyle. So if somebody were looking for that, they could easily see that from my Instagram, that that's not what I'm about. I'm very much about balance and self-care and incorporating and using fitness and nutrition to promote healthy life. So, um, But if that was something you were looking for, you could see if somebody is a competitor, they coach competitors. Um, or if you're a busy mom or you run a business and you really need something that's super flexible and maybe not as hardcore, well, you'll be able to see that about somebody too, that their lifestyle or what they want to provide their clients with is something that will actually meld with your lifestyle. Because it's great to be coached by somebody who's super shredded, but if they don't understand what it's like to have to chase around three kids or work full time, or if fitness just really isn't your jam and it's not something that you want to take over your life, but you just want it to enhance your life, then you can kind of feel that out by seeing what that person's kind of niche is and what they cater to. Um, Cause you want it to fit in and promote your lifestyle as opposed to take over it. My other high, high piece of advice is make sure your communication levels and commitment is kind of the same with your coach. So some coaches like to do it where they give programs and they send you on your way. So if you don't want to have to reach out and talk to somebody a lot, that would be a really great option where somebody gives you a program to follow. This is what you need to do for eight weeks. Let me know how it goes. I'll talk to you then. Um, And if you're somebody that needs more hand-holding or needs somebody to be there to communicate all the time, make sure you communicate with somebody that that's what you need and if that's what they provide. So with my clients online, they can email me longer-winded things anytime and they know that I don't answer my emails till I'm sitting at my computer, but they have a scheduled check-in time every single week. So they have a huge long one where I go through, they all get their time. But if it's something quick where they're in the gym and they're rushing through, they have a really quick nutrition question, they can text me. So I allow my clients to do that, but not everybody's the same. And you may not want to have to check in with somebody every week because you're too busy. So that might not be the best fit for you. So um, finding somebody that fits your lifestyle and your goal that you're shooting for, and then knowing the communication that you're getting into and making sure that fits with you as well, because that'll build a great relationship because you're a team working on your goals together. So yeah. Yeah. What would you say is probably the key to um, like staying fit and healthy and active? And I, I know it's different for every person, but kind of just as like a whole, what would be things that could really help people stay with it? 
So kind of what I've said with like finding a good coach and the way I coach is really finding that's something that's sustainable for you mm-hmm. and that if you can place your goals on something beyond just aesthetics, like we would all like to look banging, but first and <laughs> foremost, you should set your goals up to where they have ulterior reasons while you're doing them. So make sure that you have a list of reasons that staying healthy and being fit and eating well are going to enhance your life. So I know for me, the reason I eat so healthy is not, it doesn't have no bearing on my weight on the scale. It's because I can be better for my clients because I'll have more energy and I'll have more energy after work to play with my dog and my panic attacks are lessened by when I eat really healthy foods. And then exercise is not only used to make my body strong, but then I can go out and hang out with my dog or my nephew or go for hikes or bust out a run at any time. Um, And then it's also a positive way for me to utilize it for stress relief. So if you can have your goal and understand what it takes to get there, but use more reasons than just the, like, I want to lose 10 pounds, but really focus on what will the actions that get me to that goal really provide my life as a whole, uh, you're more apt to stick to it. So if you tie all of your self-worth and only achieving that goal, then you're less likely to enjoy the process, which means you're going to hate it and you're going to give up and you're going to stop, which is what normally happens. People, you know, want to lose 10 pounds and then they start out going strong to the gym five days a week and they're like, this is miserable. Why am I doing this? And then they stop. Mm -hmm. So um, find more reasons beyond just that one goal you want to achieve it as to why the process is really going to enhance your life. That totally makes sense. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) definitely. Yeah. I mean, we all, like you said, we all want to look banging, but it's not all about that. Right. Yeah. Because if you're not enjoying the process, you're basically just spending like weeks and weeks of your life being miserable and then probably just going to go fuck it and go out to like happy hour three nights a week and think, I'm done. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm done. I'm done with that. Oh my gosh. So we talk a lot about um, like tribes and our family is our tribe and everything and Um, But what is, why is it important for you to have a tribe and then who or what does that look like for you? So I have my online group training group that's actually called Boss Tribe because, yes, yeah, so the biggest thing I think we can do for each other, especially as women, is really communicate that we're all in this together and we may have different things that we're dealing with and we might have different issues with our body or different goals for our body but ultimately if you have a crowd of cheerleaders around you building you up you start to focus on those little nitpicky negative things in your life more and you have people rallying behind you that can help you see all the positives Mm -hmm. so uh tribe for me is really just my group of people that i know that are always like yeah girl you got this and i think everybody needs a solid amount of people doing that because the biggest thing that happens for me i know that causes stress or makes me feel anxious or um, makes me feel not productive or stop going towards my goals is when I get in my own head. So mm-hmm. if you have a tribe of people where you can just word vomit onto them or they can help be your sounding board to where you can bounce things off of, most of the time once you can get it off your chest and say it out loud to those people that you trust and that you know have your back, it makes things seem a lot less daunting. Mm-hmm. So being alone in your head is probably like the worst thing. So if you have that tribe of people, um, and for me it's 
all all my friends and types of people but mostly like really badass strong women really help me with a lot of things um so if you can just kind of get things out to those people that really care for you and love on you then it makes dealing with everything in life so much easier yeah i agree yes i love that i mean it just all goes with the whole your vibe attracts your tribe so you want to be surrounded by those that are going to lift you up Right. Yep. And it's really easy to realize when your energy is not melding with somebody yeah. and they are not, they are not in your tribe. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I feel like the older I get and the more specific goals I have for myself and I the more that I see what I want to have for myself and for my lifestyle, the right. more I see the people that aren't going to support that. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I think with maturity and with owning yourself and liking yourself, you start to realize that it's not selfish to like slowly step away from the people that don't have the same vibe as you Mm -hmm. or maybe bring out negative things in your life or negative emotions or maybe are very self-serving and to be able to just be an adult and be like it's not selfish for me to take care of myself and Mm -hmm. to understand that this energy is no longer like allowed in my life and uh, that's a big thing about building your tribe is also understanding who doesn't really need to be there because you don't you don't owe anybody anything so yeah amen sister Mm -hmm. amen (laughs) Um, so, cause you have your own business, you're 30 years old and you've had your own business for a while now. Mm-hmm. What's it like having your own business? Uh, I am a shitty employee. So <laughs> that is to other people besides myself. So because I like to do things the way I want, as much as I want, I want to work as hard as I want to work, which is mm-hmm. usually a lot and very diligent, and I like to do things on my own terms, which is the best part about owning your own business, mm-hmm. is that if I come up with an idea, I'm the one who's in charge of it, and I'm responsible for it. And then the catch-22 of that is, if I don't succeed, that's on me. Right. So the biggest thing with owning your own business is your opportunities are endless, but you have to to do the damn dance and you have to put in the work and it's up to you so it's on my shoulders if I have a good month it's on my shoulders if I have a bad month Mm -hmm. and learning to not treat it as feast or famine where I'm like balling out of control when I have a good month Mm -hmm. and then being an adult and realizing that there's going to be some months that are not so much but um owning my own business has given me so much fulfillment because Mm -hmm. obviously you feel like a boss babe when you do it and saying you own a business is really rad uh, there's just a lot of work that goes into it, but if you're willing to do the work and you love what you do, then it starts to feel still busy, but more so effortless because you know the direct effect and repercussions that you're going to have from working your ass off. So, yeah. Totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So kind of with that, because um, like owning a business, you have your ups and your downs and you have like just that life shit, shit storm that comes at you. Um, how do you handle that? Like when you do have those harder days. Uh, One thing that I learned from my therapist was uh, she just straight up told me like humans really like to multitask, but we are shitty multitaskers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we are not made to multitask. And I was always like, yeah, I can handle everything. I'll do this and then I'll do this all in one day. And so learning to block out time for certain things and really hammer down and focus on one thing at a time not only has allowed me to let all aspects of my business flourish but really keep my stress level down Mm -hmm. so when I start to feel overwhelmed as long as I can block out time to do things so if I want to write a blog post and I have all these ideas but I know I can't sit down to my computer to do it until Saturday I'm going to table it I'm going to write my notes I know it's coming Saturday so my stress about getting it done is alleviated or if I can schedule that each week 
Um, if I, so for my online clients, their check-ins are always on Saturdays or Sundays and I block that out based upon my other scheduling. So I don't have to worry about getting back to emails. I've set my boundaries with that. Mm -hmm. They know that I answer them on a certain day. Uh, And so that if anything arises before then, I'm not, they're not waiting for a response from me. So really learning to organize just to keep my stress low to deal Mm -hmm. with any shit storms that arise. But also learning I can't do everything at once. And that's, I think, for anybody, one of the biggest things is if you can compartmentalize things and put things in order, you don't have the anxiety of something looming over your head, but you still will feel productive because there's a time and a place to get it done. Totally. Yeah. I like that. I like setting boundaries for yourself, but also, like, the people around you that need you. Like, hey, these are my boundaries. Like in a so many sense mm-hmm, like right. you know I'll get back to you on these days well it kind of comes back to like when we went to the spark um, yeah. conference and how they talked a lot about um being able to hold enough space mm-hmm. for those around you and for um like because so many people tend to like need this part of you or mm-hmm. this much from right. you this emotion from you and sometimes you don't have the capacity to hold like five different people's other problems that they need advice on and so right. being able to know your limit your capacity the the space that you have and setting a boundary for like like you know like I hear you have this problem I'd love to talk to you about it but I also like I just can't deal with that today like my cup is already full but like come back to me tomorrow where I have the space to hold this for you Mm -hmm. yeah and that's that's how I feel better about setting boundaries because I am such a people pleaser that I kind of spin it in this way. Like when I tell my new online clients like, hey, I want to give you all of my attention. And in order for me to do that during your check-in, it's going to be only on this day. But I anything thorough, please put it in there and I will give you a thorough answer. If it's quick, send me a text. And when I'm not with a client in person, I promise I will get back to you. Mm-hmm. But just kind of letting them know like, hey, I don't work 24 hours. Right. I do love getting back to you and I do love being your like resource for knowledge about health and fitness and whatever's going on in your life. Please send me all your accomplishments, but understand like sometimes I'm not working even though you have full access to me, but the reason I'm not always doing that is because when it is your time, I want to give you all of me. Mm-hmm. So I need to be able to have energy for everybody that I like to love on and help. And so in order to do that, I have to set times where I can't just like answer everything. Mm-hmm. So, and that makes me feel better about setting boundaries because I want to be like, if I was magic and had two of me, I would be working 24 hours a day helping as many yeah. people as possible. But that's really, would be a really miserable <laughs> life. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, so we've talked a little bit, you've mentioned it and you also have it on your Instagram a lot, but we talk about anxiety and, um, what are some tips and things that you do to um, help get over that, help with that moment, but also, like, how long has that been going on? When did you notice it coming into your life? Because I know Mallory kind of talked about it in our last one, mm-hmm. that it's kind of this new mm-hmm. thing. Um, so just talk a little bit about anxiety. Yeah. yeah. So I like to be really transparent about most things in my life. I obviously have a private life as well, but uh, I think that there's such a stigma about talking about mental health and anxiety and a lot of us deal with it. And I didn't realize till I got a little bit older and started hearing other people talk about it like, oh, it's not normal to be anxious from the time you're seven years old and be like worried about everything all the time. And so it's been a part of my life as long as I can remember. And it wasn't until 
recently that I really started recognizing that I didn't have to be debilitated by it all the time and that it was going to be a part of my life, but there are things that I could do to alleviate it and to also make it less apparent and not creep up as intensely. Mm -hmm. And I, I mentioned before, one of the big things for me was when I started feeding my body better, not having as much inflammatory foods that my body was already fighting. So, um, and I by no means eat perfect, but making sure that I'm getting a lot of healthy fats in and a ton of vegetables and all my micronutrients and things are just make me feel really good. My body could be more stable because it wasn't fighting off all this shit that I was putting in it. Um, and also using exercise as stress relief. So I had this big revelation maybe a year ago that when I'm feeling depressed or I'm feeling anxious, why am I going to start destroying my body because of me not being able to deal with somebody else's actions or me being worried about somebody's reactions to something but why can't I just take that opportunity to treat my body even better so Mm -hmm. to really take care of myself and build myself up in spite of the situation or in spite of the anxiety so I really started using fitness and exercise that way with that mentality so that I wasn't further destroying myself because I felt like shit and instead doing everything I can to make myself feel better first and foremost Mm -hmm. um another thing that has changed my life with anxiety is incorporating meditation so I try to and it's really hard because I have clients so early Mm -hmm. and I'm always checking my phone right when I wake up but um incorporating not looking at my phone for the first hour or so of the day beyond just looking to see if any of my morning clients text me Um, and I put it away and I drink my coffee and I do just like a visualization of what my day is going to look like, which kind of, then my mind's already geared up for what I have in store. So Mm -hmm. there's not anxiety towards it. And then, uh, just meditating on things that I would like to happen and listing 10 things that I'm grateful for each day. And that kind of, I think Rachel Hollis talks about, like, you can't be like anxious and like grateful in the same moment. Yeah. Yeah, And that, that changed my life too. I was like, you're right. Like if I can look at all the positives that are going to come, I'm not going to be anxious about meeting this new client because Mm -hmm. I'm thinking about like, how great is it that I get to help somebody else today? Mm -hmm. So meditation and exercise and nutrition, like that's all, I, I feel like meditation and taking care of your mental health is just as important as exercise and nutrition it's your the rest of you is going to do nothing good if you don't have that in check and I mentioned seeing a therapist my Mm -hmm. therapist really helped because one thing that I learned was um I am very afraid to communicate I used to be really afraid to communicate because I feared people's reactions Uh and learning that I can't control that and still being an effective communicator on my part uh she laughed her ass off at me when I she gave me a list of things and I was like these are my worst nightmare and she's like what are you talking about and I was like these things to practice to be a better better communicator and one of them was like going to the library and having them help you find a book I was like, I can't do that. I can't do that. I can't do that. That's that's terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Or like calling different insurance companies and just, just to get rates and not committing to anything. Uh, I was like, yeah. that I would rather jump off a cliff. Like yeah. I would rather <laughs> not do that. And she was like, and she was like, so these are some things that probably would really help you. And so um that's that's been a huge thing for me too, is almost over communicating because then I don't have mm-hmm. to worry about people's reactions because that's one of my big anxiety triggers. And so um using all those other things to kind of control that has really been able to help me in the moment and then to precede the moment so that it doesn't Mm -hmm. arise so yeah yeah so then um this is kind of a question for me but I know there are people listening that will want to know too how did you find your therapist 
Ooh. I, so I really lucked out. It was within the network with my insurance, but um, there are, so one of my best friends is actually a therapist. So <laughs> she is on a website and lots of therapists are on our website. I think it's called Psychology Today. And you can find therapists in your area that specialize mm-hmm. in different things. And you can interview therapists. So you can go and meet okay. with them and make sure that they kind of like fit your needs. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really great when your insurance covers it, but yeah. uh, more so really don't feel like the first one you see is somebody you're stuck with and they all have websites they all are on like psychology today with what their uh, specialties are and what they deal with and there's pictures of them so you can see if you're comfortable like for me it was really important to have a female therapist Mm -hmm. and so I got paired up with her um, and most places do like an entrance interview to kind of evaluate you Um, and I got paired up with her and she was phenomenal. And Mm -hmm. I knew from the start because one of the first things she said to me when I was just like crying on her couch (laughs) telling her what was going on in my life, she said to me, she's like, you know what? That sounds like a really shitty situation. And just to have somebody else that was like a doctor be like, you're not crazy. You're going through some shit and it's okay to have emotions tied to it. I was like, I love you. Can I come talk to you all the time? So like you're hired. Yeah. So just feeling like they hear you and um really finding that. So if you're more comfortable talking to a male, if you're like comfortable talking to somebody that knows like relationship issues mm-hmm. or somebody that's dealt with whatever is going on in your life, then um once you meet them, you'll kind of know. It's like meeting a friend. Like you'll know if you click or yeah. not. And so that's the biggest thing is like treat it like it's somebody that's gonna be an advocate for you that you would that you would feel like has your back. Mm Because if you get an icky feeling, then you're probably not going to be transparent and open up, and then you're just paying a shit ton of money for nothing. Right. So, yeah. Yep. Cool. Good to know. Yes. (laughs) Um, So, the New Year's is coming up. Oh, yeah. Do you have any New Year's resolutions? I do, actually. Oh, let's hear them. Yeah. So, my... My biggest resolution is all tied to my anxiety and my business and being productive. And I want to be proactive and in control of my life as opposed to being reactive. So I think a lot of times we just kind of sit by and be like, oh, well, got another parking ticket. Oh, well, this bill came up. Or, oh, I got... Story of my life. Yeah, that's my life. And that's what causes my anxiety or being like, I wonder when this is due, but I'm too afraid to call, so I'm not going to know. Literally. Yeah, or like I have all these projects that I have just like sitting like programs and projects and things I want to pitch but I'm just kind of like waiting for somebody to ask about it but no shit is going to get done if I keep doing that so my goal is to go out there and like grab life by the balls and take control of it so I don't have the anxiety of things like looming but really be in control and understand like I create my future and I'm creating this year for myself and like I said I owe nobody nothing I'm gonna go out and do it all for me so that I can serve other people better because when I'm not anxious and when I'm not like a puddle of a person being like depressed or like worrying about things then I can go and give more to other people so my resolution is to really just be in full control of my life and understand that this is all happening for me it's not happening to me totally yeah and just knowing you personally and what 2018 has kind of brought to you 2018 shit on me you guys <laughs> um i i can tell 2019 is gonna be a year for you thank you i agree i think so it's gonna be my year it's gonna be good yep it's like have you seen that meme going around where people are, are saying uh it seems as though this time last year i dared 2018 to come at me 
Um, I take it back 2019, (laughs) proceed with caution or something like that. Yeah, please just treat me nicely, 2019. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 2018 was kind of a shitstorm. But, I mean, if you can flip anything into a lesson and be like, well, this fucking sucks, so how can I grow from this and just be even more of a badass? And that's, I mean, that's what I'm looking at it as. So 2019 will be phenomenal. It'll it'll be good. Yeah. Um, How, do you have any tips for others that, to help keep them on track with their resolutions? Because I know a lot of people, the start of the year, January 1st, they're like, awesome. Right. This is going to go well. I'm going to do this. And they're great for the first, like, 30 days. And Mm -hmm. then February, March hits, and they've completely forgotten their resolutions. So how can people like keep track on it? Literally everything we already talked about. So I have a group of other female trainers. We have a mastermind group Mm -hmm. here in town and we hold each other accountable to our goals that are very particular to being a coach and being business, owning your own business. Uh, So have your tribe, let them know what your goals are because they are going to either give you grace when you need it Mm -hmm. or they're going to kick you in the ass when you need it. And that's the best part about having a tribe is when you tell them like, hey, my goal is I want to be able to run a half marathon by like September when they see you just like being depressed curled up in a ball on your couch because some asshole dude dumped you they're like girl this is not your life this is not your goal let's get your shit together (laughs) but they'll also be the same ones that like when you have a really shitty week they're like why don't we just take this week off and so understanding that you can have a badass goal it doesn't have to be fitness related it could be business Mm -hmm. related but be flexible with the path you get there and then surround yourself with those people that are totally going to build you up with that in mind that they know that you're human, but you set this out for yourself and you're capable. Yep. Yep. I dig it. Yes. I love that. This makes me so happy. Oh, you guys make me so happy. Kayla's yeah. sitting over here just in like bliss. I know. I'm like, Aww. I'm not even saying anything because I'm just like, Echo just speaks to my soul. Oh my gosh. Well, you guys are part of my tribe too, yeah. so it all works out. I know. I'm part of Ryan and I's goal for the next year is we're going to Hawaii in November. Mm-hmm. And I'm Ryan, totally the other... going to go. Just yeah, kidding. Okay. <laughs> like, That'd be weird, but okay. Yeah. Just hop on my family vacation. It's fine. Um, but Ryan was like, we should make it a goal to just get like totally like as fit as we've ever been oh, like yeah. our best selves for Hawaii yeah. next year so Echo I'm saying this to you so you can help hold me accountable I got you <laughs> <laughs> no more missing sessions we're yes. coming in every time getting your ass kicked I yes. like it mm-hmm. yeah. missing sessions. <laughs> <laughs> we're like dang it <laughs> yep yeah I, if I think if you put things out loud and out in the yeah, universe oh, yeah. oh your manifestation oh yeah yeah and just anytime I've wanted to do something and I like tell people about it they ask me about it I'm like fuck I should probably finish that ebook <laughs> and then I did right yeah. like when it's just something that I'm like toying with in my head I'm like oh this will be this will be nice right but once like other people are like amped for it for you like oh I gotta do it yeah then you can be a little bit more diligent with actually making it come to fruition exactly so yeah so all you listeners out there I want to get really fit for Hawaii. <laughs> Mallory's going to be fucking yoked. Yeah. <laughs> Ask me how I'm doing. <laughs> so Hold me accountable. <laughs> um, so you have a podcast. Yes. Tell us about it. So my podcast is called The Boss Digest. And I talk about a lot of stuff that we talked about here, but just in more detail. And going over everything from body positivity and goal setting and achieving and uh, I do a lot of frequently asked question episodes about mm, frequently asked questions with <laughs> fitness and nutrition, and I kind of break those things down. So things that I'm asked all the time by all my clients that to me is just like 
you know, second nature that mm-hmm. I don't even think of, but everybody always has these questions. So I try to talk about things that, um, uh, along with mental health and all that, that people ask me about a lot, but then mm-hmm. I can do it to where I can tell a broad spectrum of people these, like, knowledge bombs that mm-hmm. I get to, like, drop on people every day in person. So I figured, why not tell the world? Yeah, so yeah. Other people need to hear it, too. Yeah, exactly. I'm very opinionated and very not shy with yeah. how I feel about the world. So that's all encompassed in there, too. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> and it's The Boss Digest. Yes. And it is available on all like podcast platforms, right? It's on iTunes and soon to be Spotify. Awesome. Took a bit of a hiatus because as uh, Mallory mentioned, this year's <laughs> shit on me. But it's coming back in full force in 2019. Yeah. But uh, there's a solid amount for you to start listening yeah. already. So oh, yeah. 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 What are some podcasts you like to listen to? Ooh. Uh, well, I listen to you guys. Oh. I know. Um, <laughs> I love anything Rachel Hollis does. Yes. Oh. I love the Gold Digger podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I listen to the Angie Lee show. Hmm. She's one of my favorite. Have you ever listened to her? No. Mm-hmm. She's great. Yeah, she's awesome. She's a entrepreneur. Super into. She just started a CBD company, too. Cool. So CBD is also another great product for dealing with anxiety and dealing with anything that's inflamed in your body it's I use it and it's great um and then I listen to a lot of just entrepreneurial and I've gotten into really into true crime podcasts I don't know what it is about people who are like entrepreneurs or like women who just love to get shit done we love murder mysteries oh yeah serial oh serial Um, so at s-town did you listen to that one um I'm currently uh trying to get through Up and Vanish. Ooh, that's a good one. Have you listened to Dirty John? No, oh, I've heard Oh, God! <laughs> <laughs> it's on my list, but I get so distracted because I love, like, the Rise Together and yeah. the Rise podcast so and the Gold many. Digger, and I, there's always, like, there's two episodes a week of those, pretty much, and so yeah. I'm, like, trying to listen to those, and so I totally forget about my serial podcasts. Yeah. But we love them. We do. They're love so it. I, and then, like, same with TV shows, too. I'm, like... CSI. Oh. <laughs> I love CSI. I'm not gonna lie, uh, I just moved into, like, a little hipster cabin and I it's do not cute. have a TV, and I'm not getting one. Good for you. Good for yeah, because I have, like, maybe an hour to two hours at yeah. home before I fall asleep with my pup, and my goal is to read <laughs> or write or do something. Yeah. But um, so podcasts are pretty much as, like, far as entertainment goes yeah. for me these days. Yeah. yeah. It's good, though. Well, it's like an audiobook for some of them. Exactly. Yep. Like audiobooks are also my jam. Oh, yeah. my God. They're so My great. Audible subscription is insane. So. <laughs> I love that. Um, so a question that we like to ask everybody we interview, what is your favorite failure? Ooh. My favorite failure is I actually got fired from my first training job. Really? Yes, I did. So I was the lead trainer, had a new gym that opened in town, and I did like 600 fitness evaluations and new client introductions and uh, throughout this process. And I'd been working there for maybe over a year. I had full clientele. I taught eight classes a week. And our franchisees sold the business back to the franchise. And they decided that they didn't want me to make an 80-20 split, which is what I negotiated, which is very high for a trainer that works in a a corporate gym. Um, And I was making more than they wanted to. And I was being paid for things other trainers weren't being paid for because I negotiated all that. And Mm -hmm. I was there first. And um, I thought that was very fair. And they did not. So they (laughs) just brought me into the office one day and said, we're discontinuing your contract as a 
a contracted employee, so this will be your last day. So I went from, you know, training 30 some odd hours a week, teaching eight classes. It was like 23, just like making pretty damn good money, doing what I love and looking cute and (laughs) wearing stretch pants to work to like, fuck, what I do with my life now? Like I, and I stopped training for like six months. I went and worked at uh, a medical clinic here in town and the like shining moment of this when I realized like you gotta work for yourself was I was walking into this office one day and I had a legitimate thought where I thought to myself I was like you know if I just piss my pants right now they cannot make me work like I can go home and I was like okay Echo you are considering pissing your pants over going into work you have to make a change and so I read the book Girl Boss, mm-hmm. and I read um, some other like female entrepreneur books, like some of the ones by Carol Alwaleba, and I was like, I can fucking do this. And so I realized, like, no matter what, if I'm working for somebody else and they have an idea of how things can go, there's always going to be a cap to what I am capable of doing. And even if I am like kicking ass, they still pulled the rug out from under me. It was mm-hmm. still their call. Like they still got to control my future. And so by being forced to leave that, like, cush position where, like, I was just having all these new, like, uh, gym members coming in all the time, just being handed to me because I was the head trainer, I had to go and be a really fucking good trainer because I had to do it all by word of mouth. I had to always know my shit because people were coming to me for knowledge and I had to work my ass off. So if I would have not got fired from that, Mm -hmm. I would still be working in a box gym, probably knowing the basics of training, just enough to get people through uh so by doing that I had to be really awesome and had to own my own business so Mm -hmm. that I could continue to be awesome and make the money I wanted on the time I wanted the way I wanted to totally yep no looking back (laughs) not looking back yep well thank you I feel like we have so much knowledge bombs on this episode that I I can't wait to feel like I word vomited but I'm stoked no it was great (laughs) it was all good things all good sense good great (laughs) um so for everyone listening um how can they reach you where can they find you if they want to hire you as a personal trainer or like sign up with your ebooks and everything how can they get a hold of you so my main platform for my blog and my training information uh, is bossdigest.com perfect and then locally my gym website is Mm bosscorvallis.com i'm also on instagram echo.tay with three y's uh, <laughs> three wise because Echo Dot Taylor was taken. So whoever that is, I'm very mad at you. Uh, and then yeah, all my contact information is on all my websites and on my Instagram. So best way to get a hold of me. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Oh, thanks so much for being on our Thank podcast. Thank you guys. You're the best. Oh, thanks. Okay. <laughs>